What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. Today we got some special guests. Let's get into this. All right. All right. What's up, so, everybody? At the Horror Chronicles podcast world, we have a very special episode for you tonight. We got some awesome people that we met um, at the American uh, Haunted America conference. Yes. And uh, we're pretty excited that they got back with us so quickly to come on the show because we're once we seen what was going on in there, uh, you're gonna see and be able to tell what's going on. It's it's yeah it's awesome. yeah it's freaking killer. So pretty guys, cool. uh, pretty cool. Why don't you introduce yourselves real quick and we will. Uh, Go on from there. Alrighty, so um, our group's called Phantom Science. Um, we do investigations, and we also um, build our own equipment, which we will be releasing out pretty soon. So uh, my name's John Black. Um, I'm Nico Griffin, Phantom Science. Adam Hyatt, and I'm the one that met you guys. Yeah, yeah, nice, man. nice. Yeah, you guys got to listen to my spiel already. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Hell well, yeah. man, that's what got you on the show for real. We were like, man, this is some kick-ass shit that you got to yeah. sort out. Yeah. Was that your wife that was with you at the... Y- yes. Yes. Okay, so your wife actually gave us the spiel, and then you came over <laughs> and fixed it all. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, uh... No, she, she did an amazing yeah. job. We were she hooked. Does, she does, yeah, yeah. She doesn't know all the technical terms, and neither do I. That's John's job. But uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I, can, I, can, I can fluff my way through most things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. But, you I know, uh, <laughs> we, we were super excited uh, when we seen what you guys had going on. I was like, dude, this is freaking – this is awesome. All right, uh, well, while we're talking about that, guys, why don't you tell us what you've got going on? Yeah, what do you guys do over there? Well, um, actually, we got prototypes of a bunch of stuff. Um but the one that you guys saw was um, the sensor lab, what we call the sensor lab. Um, it's got a bunch of sensors, um, and they take readings every second, and they commit them to, like, uh, well, it's called comma-separated values, but you can read them in Excel, or you can chart them. Um, and it, it does, so it does set, uh, temperature, humidity, uh, light level. Um, it does... Radiation, um, so actually got a Geiger counter on it. Um, it's got three axis mag- uh, magnetic field, so it does X, Y, and Z of the magnetic field around it. So, um, you know, and it's also got a range meter on there that we're still dinking with. Um, <laughs> so basically what it really lets you do, instead of, when, when we're investigating, we, we turn up with a bag full of stuff, and we got a thermometer gun, and we got, you know, the, the, the EMF meters and everything. Um, basically, now what we do is we plonk this down in the room that we're investigating, turn it on, and let it run. And it will run, oh my, it will run 24 hours on a charge. So we can get, um, I think, like 52,000 records. So it's every second. So Holy crap. If, if, <laughs> if the temperature changes, we see it, you know, and then. The nice thing that it does is it lets us see correlations, which we can go into later, but, you know, when one thing changes and then another thing changes and then also what's happening around you when it happens because they're time-stamped. So you can go back to your recording devices or your video 
and you can look if you think something's happening you can look on that that data sheet and see if the environment changed uh, magnetic yeah. temperature radiation all that kind of stuff that was pretty cool but, they showed yeah. us a lot of that yeah they showed us some of the graphs and stuff and how it graphs stuff out and uh, yeah amazing i, I was just it, it floored me because i was as i was telling adam you know i um i uh used to have my own team way back in the day and um like you said we'd have all this stuff we were carrying around doing all this shit, and then i seen that and we lifted it up and it was like i was like no weight to this at all yeah was I mean, that thing weigh like five pounds or something like yeah, that if, yeah if it's yeah. wet yeah yeah <laughs> probably not probably not even five pounds i don't yeah, think so. it was pretty yeah. light yeah yeah and i wasn't very impressed by that and then with everything that's in there and how much it weighs and just all that i was like man this is fucking killer dude yeah man if you guys don't mind send me over a picture of that thing and uh i'll put it in the video here sure. I yeah, it yeah. Yeah. absolutely because uh, i definitely want people to see this man it's a work of genius man it really is. I'm I'm actually that's why we got no hair yes i just noticed that <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Wait, laughs> That's right. My God, we got three dildos on the other end of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you guys are fitting in just great. <laughs> so uh, before we get into any more of the stuff, you know, that you guys do, uh, let's get a little background on you guys. Why did you start getting into paranormal or what started off for you and what got you interested in everything? Adam, you still. Well, I'll tell you what. What started with me? What, I mean, it was my wife's fault. You know, like like a lot of men, like, <laughs> just like fault. everything else. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, when we were when we were dating, she she liked watching the original Ghost Hunters. Uh huh. Uh, you know, back when they were actually cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> like the first couple of seasons. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, kept bugging me. You got to watch this. You got to watch this. I'm like, ah, whatever. And uh, it was uh, the lighthouse episode at St. Augustine. Oh, where yeah. They caught, yeah. Where they caught the, the image of the thing leaning over the rail oh, yeah. and taking off. Yeah. And that's what got me interested. Like, I want to catch that. You know, I think that'd be awesome. So um, that was, oh, shit, 12 years ago, something oh, like man, that. Oh, yeah. man, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was longer was ago that than the, that. Uh, that, was, that was in, like, uh, when when did that show come out? Like oh one oh two something like that. It was a long time there. ago. That long yeah. time ago. Because I've been married for almost sixteen years, and that that show that you're talking about was before I even met my wife. Right. Yeah. So I, think it, I think I think she made me watch a rerun. It's probably what oh happened. yeah yeah okay you know I gotcha. Well, is that that's the same episode that they found? Like uh, they had the is that the same one where they had the video of the chair moving upstairs or something like that? That's at the top of the. Yeah, they yeah they had something move up there. Yeah, I think it was a chair. Or something was that, that the like, same one? I think it is. Uh, oh, I think it, it may have been. I think you're it right. may have been. Yeah, I think you're but, right. But uh, but yeah, that's cool. That's actually kind of what um, got me into the paranormal stuff too. I mean, I've always I've always had a weird thing with paranormal since I was a little kid. We've told the story on here before, you know. Like I um, I seen a lot of shit growing up. The pro the land we lived on um, lived up. And uh, we lived around Troy, Missouri. Okay. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of Native American things up there. You know, like Troy Trojans and the, the Winfield Warriors and that all the freaking 
Native American stuff they had up there and all that stuff. But anyways, who the hell uh, names their football they're, they're team after a condom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh it's yeah, it's I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. But uh yeah. but no, um we we had a lot of crazy shit that happened at our house and the property we lived on. So I've been around it for a long time. And then finally when I got I don't know, I was probably in my mid mid teens whenever <clears throat> I found out about ghost hunters and all this stuff. And then that really got me into it. And that's when we started going out and doing our own thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. What about you, uh, Nico? Uh, well, for me, it was, it was kind of a lot like you. Uh, I had a lot of random things happen to me when I was a kid. Uh, some things happened to my friends and parents, but nothing that, you know, I couldn't really write off. I didn't really put any weight into it until uh, when I was younger. Uh, it was on Halloween, actually. And uh, my little brother and I were trick-or-treating late. And we went to sleep in the same bed. I mean, he was like little, little, like four years old, five years yeah. old. And uh, in this house that we were in, it was my stepdad's grandparents' home. And they have this really big, older mansion. Um, I was trying to go to sleep and something opened the door. All of a sudden, we were laying there. The door just opened by itself. And that's when yeah. I started going, oh, what the heck? You know, something <laughs> And, you know, when you're a kid, you're like... <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but, but other than that, nothing really stuck with me. You know, that kind of stuck with me when I was a kid. I just kind of wrote it off, but nothing ever really happened to me until I started going to these places uh, with John. John was the one who, you know, he started putting together a team and we started going together. Um, that was when some of my first experiences were. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's John's fault. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> John, <laughs> drug, John <laughs> drug you down this path. I, I'm did. company scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, yeah. what about you, bud? Well, I mean, I grew up, I was interested in it. I mean, the, so I come from Enfield in London, and I grew ah, up in the nice. Enfield big. So, you know, and, and I, um, you know, I, I looked into the SPR. Um, I, I used to follow like the old time guys like uh, Tony Cornell and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it was only about three or four years ago, a friend of mine invited me to Edinburgh Manor uh, here in Iowa to do a, a ghost hunt. So I thought, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a very logical, I work in IT, so I can logic most things away. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. yeah. and, and, and that's what I do. So. I thought that'd be fun, but you know, you get to hang out, it's like camping in an abandoned building. Um, but then something happened when I was there in that we were there and there was another buddy of mine who also, you know, a non-believer, we were just there to be there. Um, and we both heard kids' voices. And you you know, I was like, what in the I looked at him and his face had gone white. <laughs> he looked at me again, I'm like, Yeah, we're hearing that. And then, you know, ever since I kinda um, I've always kind of want to diagnose it now. I want to go to these places and see what's actually happening because my, I guess my angle at it is, you know, a lot of people, you know, classify ghosts and this and that. And I'm like, well, you can't classify something that's never been proven yet. And if ghosts exist and we can be aware of them, they've got to be manipulating our universe under the laws of physics. Otherwise, we'd never, we'd never notice them. 
so something's got to be, be manipulated. So that's kind of my angle on it. Or I, li I like going and seeing, um, you know, what's, what's happening when things happen. See, and that's cool because yeah. on our podcast, we talk about <clears throat> a plethora of things. You know, we talk about horror movies. We talk about paranormal. We talk about aliens, all cryptids, all that creepy shit. But what's cool about it is, is like you said, with the paranormal aspect, from your point of view, something is manipulating our atmosphere, whatever it may be. Time and space. Time and space, dimensions, yeah. um, which we get into all that kind of stuff here. We talk about different dimensions because I'm more of a I'm a dimension person. I'm I believe in higher, lower dimensions, you know, um, high frequency, low frequency beings and things like that. Um, but, uh, a lot of the paranormal stuff that you, that happens to you is like a personal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, most people, most people think of it as, oh, you're crazy. It's not really happening until it happens to them. And then they're like, shit, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know, and then like, <laughs> yeah. and then like you said, you try to explain that, which is cool. And that's the way it should be. You should always try to see what the hell is actually going on. Um, and it's crazy. I the way you the whole hearing children's voices or laughter is like pretty frequent in the paranormal experiences. And my belief on that is that um, children have a high energy. They put off a, a big force, well, especially your kids. Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> little hellions. But uh, they uh, they put off a lot of energy, and they got a lot of energy. And I think. Um, a lot of people think that they say, oh, well, the reason who do believe in the paranormal, well, the reason why uh, they go after demons or whatever they may be go after children is because they're innocent. To me, I don't really think it's because they're innocent. I think it's because they have, A, such a close connection to being dead because there's a thing there when you're born and death and being born. It's, And then also they have a high level of energy that they're pushing out there. Mm. And that's what they can feed off of. And that's what helps them either break dimensional walls or whatever that means. Well, and that's one of the theories behind poltergeist activity too. Yeah. You know, you know that's the way I look at yeah. it. I don't know what yeah, you guys look at. One, one of the questions I've always had is, okay, so ghosts, you know, let, let's say if ghosts exist, they're the spirits of people that have died, right? But has anybody ever thought it could be the spirit that of someone that hasn't even been born yet? Because if you exist after death, why that means it's very possible you could exist before you're born, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, why does the ghost have to be someone who died? It could be someone that hasn't been born. Yeah, I'm yeah, with you. That. That's a very know. good, very, well, very good point. That kind of brings me to the point that we were talking about the other day, which is like uh, the Akashic Records. Have you guys heard of that? Mm -hmm. So the Akashic Records, you know, you 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 can find your past life, people who are in your past life. And sometimes like whenever you meet someone and you guys click automatically, you feel like you've known someone forever. You could have known them in a past life. So you, it, that's, it's just a big, huge round connection of everything. I probably wouldn't have put up with you in a past life. <laughs> you were probably doing a lot of things to me in a past life. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Fucking snorting cocaine <laughs> off a stripper's ass. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think that it's, uh, it's pretty cool when you get into these conversations. And <laughs> You know what? You better hope that 
skinny stripper, otherwise you get OD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need a little <laughs> more. <laughs> need a little more. Uh, <laughs> when they start putting corn in coke. <laughs> oh. 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 It's here all week, folks. That's where it's uh, I got a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so how long have you guys been doing this? Oh, I guess. I mean, Adam's been doing it longer than me and Nico. Yeah, yeah. probably 12. I've probably been doing it for 12, 13 years. Yeah, about the time when, when the wife uh, hung you with watching yeah. uh, Ghost Hunter. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. I've, yeah. Been, I've been doing about four. I think Nico yeah. is just a little after that. Yeah, about three, three <laughs> and a half. Yeah. Because so. what I heard, what he was saying about it, knowing how how skeptical he is like he explained to me that put a lot of backing into it you know, oh yeah you know, absolutely absolutely I've known him for a long time and worked with him for a long time and i was like there might be something to this that, i want to come that's <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the thing the point i try and get across to um you know a lot of my friends are very you know logical minded and they're like you're doing what why are you doing that but i found that since i've actually gone to places and actually look for things I've had a lot more anomalies happen that I just can't explain. Or I've had, you know, equipment register things, register things, um, and, and I mean good equipment register things that, that they shouldn't register at times where something's happening. So right. I look at the correlation and, and things like that. And I, and I think, you know, if you actually go look, you know, I mean, nothing's ever happened to me in my, in my life until I started going looking. And then since I started going looking, there's been some incidents where i'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. those, yeah. are, those are the best ones yeah. Those what the fuck comments. <laughs> yeah so, so john it sounds like you look at things from a from a scientific yeah aspect. i mean i i i mean i always try i i i won't go near anything you know when i'm thinking about stuff i i try and clear the board i don't um I don't think of, you know, any kind of spiritual stuff or religious stuff or anything like that. Um, I try not to go into the compartmentalization, um, you know, like, oh, demons or shadow people or anything like that. I just clear the board because right. if I don't do that, then I can't look at it objectively. I try and look at it. Okay, what am I actually really seeing? And then I want to know, you know, the mechanics. I don't. I don't care about the whys or you know. I want to know the hows. And what's yeah. How happen. did that happen? Yeah. Because yeah. if I can, if we can narrow that down, then we can start. Um, the main goal is to say, okay, if we do this, then that happens. That's that's the classic experiment. And if we tell people to do it at this place at this time, that will happen. Then you've got pretty good evidence of an intelligent reaction to whatever you're doing. And right. you know. But you're also open-minded. Yes. No. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a skeptic. I'm. I'm. I'm fully open to the possibility. Um. I. I, I guess where I stop. Uh. You know. And I. I don't mean it disrespectfully, but I stop at all these definitions that are out there that people have because I'm like, well, okay, that that's a good thesis, but where's you know, I. I it's an opinion. You haven't got any data behind that to back yeah. it up, right? Yeah. At least not hard data. You know. You, yeah. Uh, you know, eyewitness testimony, you ask any lawyer, it's usually not very good. Oh, eyewitness is probably one of the worst testimonies you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, I have to try and when I Especially when you're sitting in the wrong chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and 
I'm kind of the same way you are. I'm not so uh, scientific, but that's because I'm not smart enough to be scientific. Um, <laughs> no, I'm he, he is. He is. I basically, Ryan's the dreamer here. I basically, well, <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I got this weird connection with everything. We've had a million, you can listen to our podcast. We've had a million yeah. discussions about everything, how humans are all connected in some way and how your brain produces this and that, all kinds of other things. Um, but my thing is, is that uh, I'm with you as far as like, you can't say something is a hundred percent if you don't fucking know. And, but my thing is, is like, if I see something personally and I feel it and I hear it, I know it's real to me and I don't take it the wrong way, but I don't give a shit what anybody else says about it. It's like, you know, I know what the hell I saw, but I also, I also am type person that is like, if someone's like, Hey, this is happening at my house. I'll go and I'm like, well, dude, that's your fucking pipes. Look at this. They're right next to this. Like ding, ding, ding. You know, it's, you also can be the type of person who's just honest with people and be like, look, brother, this is what's going on. It's nothing else. I don't feel a thing here. I get, I get really, I'm not some super empath. I'm not a psychic. I'm not a medium, none of that shit. But I do get feelings when I, like a, like a cramp in my stomach sometimes whenever I go into certain places and shit ends up happening there. That's bad Thai food. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, it's funny because um, that was the fat stripper. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that damn coke's going straight to my stomach. <laughs> but uh, no, actually, it's funny because like me and my wife have been together for twenty years. I'm only thirty five, so most of my life I've been with her. Um, we were friends before that. But what's cool about it is is that she's seen this firsthand because like we'll be in situations. And maybe it's just me being able to read things or maybe I don't know, but like, I'll be able to be like, look, this something's going to happen here. We need to get the fuck out of here. And boom, five minutes later after we left, I get a phone call. Hey man, this shit just happened here. You should check, you know, or, <laughs> or like we'll be multiple times. We've been doing some shit we shouldn't have been doing well inside her house or whatever, or her parents' house when we were younger. <laughs> I'm like, All right, you got to get out of here. Cause I get, I just got a feeling your mom or dad's bam. Two minutes later, here comes her mom or dad. I don't know. I get these feelings and shit ends up happening or I just kind of feel that. So I kind of ju- gauge things off of that, how I feel about things. Um, I What I don't do is kind of like how you said, I don't let things affect my brain to the point where that's what I'm worrying about. Like if someone says, hey, this is what's going on. There's a demon in my house. I don't go in there saying, okay, there's a demon in this person's house. You got to go in there and be like. No, we got guys like Zach Baggins for that. Holy uh, shit. Right, right. <laughs> And kind of what you're talking about is that, uh, that, uh, oh, what do they call it? That think mentality or the, oh, the group the, mind thing, the group, group think. think or whatever, you know, if, uh, if you push something into your head enough, you're going to create the energy yes. going into these places. Well, you can make sure so that. like John said, he likes to clear the slate, you know, and that's perfect. That's what you got to do. The SBI did that experiment in the was it the fifties or sixties? What was his name? The ghost that they made up. The Philip experiment. Yeah, the oh, Philip yeah. experiment. So they made up this whole fiction of a ghost called Philip. They gave him a backstory, all kinds of stuff, and then they sat there, a group of them, and tried to contact him, and it did produce results from a ghost that didn't exist. They were getting you know table lifting, and it was done scientifically. I mean, it was the the society for parapsychological research. I mean, they had scientists there and they were double checking everything. So 
that's, I mean, I think we are able to create things um, if you get enough psych going, you know. Yes. And that's where I was going with that. A absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. With your brain, you yeah. know, you're, you're, mm -hmm. people are connected, you know, and you make things happen. I mean, one of the worst things for me ever would be to be by myself, you know, for the rest mm -hmm. of my life, like never have any contact with anyone. That would be just fucking miserable. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'd be, I'd be so raw. <laughs> but, no, what are you what are you saying my wife was gone for half an hour a while ago and i <laughs> he's the, he has told me multiple times that if anything happens to delete his search oh. history uh, <laughs> but no, you know, something I want to talk about real quick while we're on this kind of this concept of, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, not that concept. Oh, uh, while we're talking about, um, it went off while I was cleaning it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's fine. I can wash it as fast as I want to, <laughs> but you know, um, something that's cool. It's not, I don't know. It's, it's cool, but it's not really cool because you can I can tell what's going on, but a lot of people are like obsessed with this stuff. Have you guys seen, I'm sure you have, have you seen the guy who's stuck in like 20, 27 or some shit like that? 2030, something like that. Have you seen that? There's this, there's this, there's this big thing going on all over the internet. Um, there's a guy, I think it's in Brazil or somewhere like that. And he's claimed that he's stuck in the year 20, I think it's 27 or some shit like that. Or, oh, I've seen, I've seen a bit of that. Yeah. He's sending like text messages or something. Well, he's sending, he's making these videos and he's putting him on TikTok and all this other shit. People are like, look, he's really, look, this date says this. And he's going into these places that um, should have people there, but they don't. And all this other stuff like malls and cop stations. He walks up to the police station and um, I'm, I'm just sitting there and coming from, you know, the scientific point of view, if no, he's the last person on earth, who the fuck is running TikTok and who's running all these satellites and all this shit. Who's doing all this shit? But people are just obsessed with it. And I'm like, man, just think, you know, we can't even keep our shit together now when there's hundreds of people working on shit, thousands yeah. of people. What do you think is going to happen <laughs> if you're the only last person on earth and you're still be uploading TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, I, I think logically, people, you know, right. <laughs> fucking Skynet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, you, if you were the last person on Earth, why would you be uploading TikTok with no one to watch it? Jesus Christ. Give those I would still be posting things to Facebook because <laughs> I got nothing better to just do. In case. I'd have just as many followers as I do now. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, I, li I like that. There's just this. I look at everything with common sense. Um, but then again, I also believe I also am open minded enough to listen to people when they tell me certain things and dig into it. If you had any common sense, we'd have never started the show. <laughs> hey, that's the greatest thing that happened to you. <laughs> you find your first friend. Yeah. I mean, hey. I'm still in the basement talking to myself. <laughs> I, I talk myself all the time. It's the only intelligent conversation I have someday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my problem. I have no intelligent conversations. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, um, I like that. I like that approach to everything with that, you know, and um, it's uh, to me, it, my, it makes my fucking brain go crazy because I start thinking about this shit and I'm like, OK, 
if the paranormal, whatever you want to call it, paranormal, if it's if it's real, which I 100% believe it is, I've seen shit with my own eyes, I felt things, I know all this stuff. It's like, what is it? Where are they coming from? You know, yeah, if there's yeah. if there's a heaven and a hell, which I'm like I said, I'm a dimensions guy. I believe and there's lower dimensions and higher dimensions, and you play a game and how you are in life, your karma and all that kind of bullshit's going to affect whether you level up or level down. You know whatever it may be. Um, so I try to treat people accordingly. You know what I mean? I treat everybody with respect until you lose my respect and then you can fuck off. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's just how it is. That's just how it is. You know, so that's what happened here. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> no respect. But, oh, but no. Yeah. Um, so what is your, what you, you guys, any of you, this is for any of you guys to answer. What is your guys's outlook on the paranormal and what it may be, what it is? Whew. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys have a good night. Damn, that, was, that, was, that was deep. That was, that's deep. Like I shit. And I thought my question was going to be fucked you, up. You know, I'll tell, I'll tell you when, when I first started all of this shit, and I call it shit because I've spent a lot of money, been to a lot of places, um, done a lot of shit, heard a lot of stuff, seen a lot of stuff. You know, I was all in. I mean, it, it's 100% real. You, you know, I can't, I can't deny it, whatever. And then I met John. Um, <laughs> John, John just, <laughs> right. John, John, John just fucked my world up. Um, but no, I mean, he just, he just put my, my thinking, my thought process into a, into a different, uh, you know, a little bit different mode. Um, you need that sometimes. So. Absolutely. I mean, it, it needed to be wrangled <laughs> in because for sure I, you know, I was going to, I was definitely going down the wrong path. I mean, I knew in my mind what I, what I wanted to accomplish and what I wanted to accomplish is kind of what we're trying to accomplish now. Like, there has to be a reason for all of it. Like in order to be able to find anything, we have to know what the fuck we're looking for. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and one of the things that, that resonated with, I mean, uh, and I'll say this, I mean, I think between the three of us, I think we've all learned something from each other. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, as much as John won't admit this, I think I have taught him some stuff. Um, <laughs> What yeah. not to do? Right. <laughs> don't don't <snort> cocaine off. <laughs> right. Right. Make sure. Make sure they're skinny. God. Um, the, stran the stranger. You know, my wife's gonna listen to this. <laughs> um. <laughs> Man, you're in trouble. Uh, no, I, no. Trust no. me, I'll be all right. No, no it'll be good. <laughs> it'll, it'll all be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know. I just lost my goddamn train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> See, That's what happens. happens. That's what happens on well, this show. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about John grounding you. I mean, well, yeah, essentially, absolutely. you know, I mean, you know, and I think, you know, for instance, um, I mean, I'm, I'm the president of, of the board of a, of a Victorian house museum here in, in Cedar Rapids, in Marion, Iowa. Okay. Um, and, you know, when I first met John, they, they came to the Granger house to do an investigation because we're, we're open to paranormal investigations, um, which, which is kind of rare for a museum to let people do that. But absolutely, I mean, tr truthfully, it's, it's another revenue stream. Um, and it's, you know, it, it needs all the money it can get. Um, but, uh, you know, John was all over the, the, the ghost box is stupid. 
And, you know, I, I list kind of told him, I mean, yeah, it, it does produce some stupid shit. I'll agree with you, but yeah. sometimes you just can't deny what's, what's coming through, you know, and, and therefore he's done some experiments that I'm not going to say hundred percent believes in it, but definitely some things have happened that have changed his tune. That's my love hate relationship as a spirit box. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's definitely been some things that, that have happened that he's been like, eh, I really can't explain that. And I'm like, ha ah, fucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, but on the other hand, he has pointed out to me, I mean, truthfully, a lot of the equipment that I was buying was stupid. I mean, it was, it was a dumb purchase, you know? I mean, anybody that says it detects ghosts, well, guess what? It probably doesn't because right. Either you can't it, say right. that until you prove it. Right. On, on my line of thinking. Right. It's like, you know, what is a ghost? How do you know it detects it? You know, right. why are you saying that? Mm -hmm. that? That's kind of how the Sensor Lab was born because we were all having some type of an experience with nothing really to back it up that, that could show a change. And, you know, if you feel a cold spike if, or, or something going on, did the temperature change? We need to right. record that. That's, that's kind of where it all came from. Right. Because most, you know, most of the times, like for instance, you know, your, your, your infrared thermometer, you know, if I feel something cold on my leg, by the time I reach into my bag, get that out and point it, it's probably gone. Correct. Um, yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of where it all kind of developed into, we need to have something that just records we, nonstop. We wanted, we wanted <laughs> to take it from just a personal experience to look this physically changed the environment. Right. Yeah. That's right. the closest thing right. to proof that we can get to right now with what we know. Yeah. 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 The other good thing we found using it um, is, and I'm going to, well, the example of Edinburgh was a door. So when we were mm -hmm. at Edinburgh Manor, um, we were leaving and there was a door that was open that someone said was closed originally. And I'm like, well, you know, you're just probably mistaken because that, in all probability, 99.99999% is what's happened. But as we were going through, I saw a huge spike in the magnometer, the, you know, the magnetic field, and also in the radiation. And because I got the time stamp, we weren't in the house at that time because we went back, we went back because we always leave um, a voice recorder next to it. And at that spike, we heard footsteps and we heard the creak of the door right where that door was where we did. Oh, yeah. Now we would never have caught that without, yeah. uh, without that piece of equipment. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it works both ways. It's not just, um, Oh, this happened. Let's look at the readings. It's also, you go through, look at the readings and say, Oh, there's a spike there. Let's go back and see what happened there. Because yeah. what it lets us do is we can investigate even though we're not in the house. If you see what I mean. Yeah. So right. Oh yeah. Yeah, I see. That's like, um, <laughs> it's kind of, like you said, uh, most of the time you can prove that it's just, well, this is just something else, you know, like with older doors and older wood and stuff like that, everything, the temperature outside, the temperature, Humidity. Inside, everything yeah. changes. Like uh, my wife, we just recently remodeled our house and um, the boys is in our boys' bedroom, the closet door kept opening. She would shut it and it would open. <laughs> um, every now and again. And she's like, I'm telling you every time I leave that. So I went in there and I shut the door and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, first of all, I can see 
that the door doesn't fit perfectly in the jam. So there's only about a freaking small amount of the door lock that actually goes into the hole. So anything, you shut another door, you walk it yeah. outside, you open the window, anything's going to pop that open. Yeah. Yep. And the temperature that's, changes. Exactly. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it was such a minute amount of that going into it to where anything would open that door up. So she's like, oh, okay, that makes me feel a lot better. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. So <laughs> but he went in there hoping it was paranormal. Fuck yeah, I was like... <laughs> I got my own private ghost. I, <laughs> I, was wearing, I was wearing nothing but a GoPro and a pair of tidy whities <laughs> Ready to find what was going on. That, <laughs> that brings up something really important to me in this field. I don't think enough people do like what you talked about. You have to debunk what you find. You, you can't right. jump straight to ghosts. You have yeah. to try and find another reason, even if it's not explainable, the mm-hmm. best that you can. Yeah. And that's that's like the to me that's the that's the best evidence is whenever you're like okay, I can't fucking for the life of me figure out why the fuck this is going on. And yeah. the only way to, you know, I've done all these tests, I've done all this shit. I can't I can't. So I don't know. And what these guys, these guys have the equipment to record it. Yes, and that's uh-huh. what's cool. The, the, the other thing being, I mean, you don't for example, like Adam, when we first met, um, and, and there were other people at the Granger, um, they're using the K2 meters because they've seen that on the TV, and that's what you use. Mm-hmm. Now, on the TV, what they don't tell you is they've edited the crap out of it, and all the questions they've asked like over the three days that they've been doing this, um, it's never gone off, and then at one time, it will go off when they ask a question. That's the one they'll show. Yep. And we had one guy at the Granger house, his K2 meter was going off uh, in the carriage house, by the lawnmower and he says oh there's something on this lawnmower something sitting on the lawnmower and he kept bringing the k2 over and it was flickering you know and for him that was good but then i instead of a k2 because the k2s aren't shielded and they're just saying yeah i'm registering something i've got what's called a tri-field and you can switch that to see if it's magnetic uh, static or radio frequency mm-hmm. so i went over there and it wasn't doing anything until i hit the radio frequency uh selection and then it was matching his k2 so i knew it was a radio frequency so in that case it's probably someone's wireless router or you know yeah so that it's not that you have to build your own equipment because i look at it this way if if you find a piece of equipment that measures things and it's used in a trade you know like a tri-field meter is used you know by you know, in, in, a, in an industry. So a K2 meter, I don't know is used in an industry. It's just, you know, a very cheap EMF meter that, you know, right. found its way into the paranormal. And they're not shielded. So, you know, I mean, with our equipment, we don't turn our phones off because we don't have to. Because, you know, our, you know our, we get equipment that's shielded and the phones aren't going to think with it. You know, it, it's only going to... Yeah. Yeah, that's freaking cool, man. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, like when I first seen that, uh, at the conference, I was like, "Dude, this is fucking sweet, man." Yeah, that's a nice, <laughs> that's a nice fucking setup. You, you know, know the best thing we built, the best thing we built, and and you know, we'll we'll probably put that out uh, if people want to buy it too. Yeah, pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan said, "Pull it out and show <laughs> it to him." Wide <laughs> angle lens. But we we got. Um, I looked at when they came out. Um, they, they did uh, the, the big craze was the EM pump, right? The electro, the feed, uh, the, those feed on energy. 
And when I opened one up, it had a nine volt motor in there and someone had stuck a magnet on the end of it. And I'm like, well, why would you stick a magnet on the end? Because motors work. The motor's got magnets in it. That's how they work. Right. And then when we measured this, um, you know, it puts out a little bit of energy if you go up there with like a proper meter. Um, so I'm like, well, there's got to be a better way of dealing that. If, if, you know, so let's test that theory and really put some energy into the air. And I came across, so I thought, well, wait a minute, a metal detector, that puts out a massive amount of EM out, and it has the added advantage of if it gets reflected back to it, it goes off. That's how they work. So right. you, you move them over the ground, it's pulsing out EM, and if, if ferrous metal hits it and bounces it back, the metal detector goes off. So mm. we now, um, we've got converted, they look like radar dishes. They stand straight up like yeah. radar dishes, mm-hmm. and they put out a heck of a lot of energy into the air. Yeah, we've and seen that there too. We saw yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if anything gets close to it and reflects that energy back, it goes off. Now, the reason I think that is awesome, when we were at Edinburgh, mm. we had one at the bottom of the stairs, one at the top of the stairs. When we were getting ready to go, one at the bottom of the stairs just started going off. And we're like, well, the only reason that should go off is there's metal flakes in the air. Why is it going yeah. off? Yeah. So it's going off, and I'm like, well, maybe it's short-circuited, or because that's that's what I think of first. Yeah. yeah. So we went up, and as we we're coming up, Nico Nico said, uh, "Can you stop doing that, please?" And it stopped. Oh like, shit! There you I go. Like, oh, <laughs> I had a coincidence, but I'm gonna. I turned it off, reset it. It was fine. Nico was like, "We're just testing the equipment. Can you do that again?" And it started going off. I'm like, oh, come on. Wow. <laughs> so turn, I turn it off, and I'm like, look, we're going. That, that's bullshit. <laughs> we still had the one at the top of the stairs. He was like, if it's really you, can you set the one at the top of the stairs off? And it started going off upstairs. I was like, yeah, yeah that, that's pretty good fucking evidence. So I like, yeah, no shit. Well, that's, I was going to ask you what are you uh, question, but that might have been it. I was going to ask you what was the best piece of evidence you found so far. That was one of them. That was, oh. that was one of them. There's that a couple. One of them. There, there's yeah. some that are really, I mean, like I say, I try and debunk the crap out of everything, but some things are just too coincidental. Yeah. You know, um, the, the one really freaky one is uh, yeah. when we were at Farrar, mm. and this was downtime, we'd just sit and bullshit, and we had the sensor board running. <clears throat> and when I looked at the data, there was like this huge spike for about two minutes of everything up. And when we went back to the recordings, we were bullshitting. We weren't really doing anything. And then they were just talking about the owners that live there. And they were saying, oh, I wonder, you know, you never really see them. They're really quiet. And this whole conversation over the owners, it started when they started talking about the owners and it quit as soon as they moved on to another subject. That's kind of freaky. But we had a guest investigator from uh, uh, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Um, and he's got his own sensible. He was building the same kind of thing. Two weeks later, he called me up and he said, you're never going to believe what's happened. I had a spike on my board when I went back and looked at it. Um, we were talking. We were just bullshit. And I was talking to investigators there. They asked me what I've been doing. And he started talking about Farrar. His spike came when he was talking about Farrar at the beginning and when he finished talking about Farrar at the end. And I was like, that's yeah. fucking freaky. <laughs> oh, wow. All that distance away. Yeah. That's okay. awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. That's you know. crazy. So where's the – so, I mean, it's kind of along the same lines as Ryan's question. Where is the best place you guys have investigated? Hmm. The best place – well, 
I, I, I can't tell you the best place because I don't really have one. I can tell you probably my best experience that I can't explain, and that was on the, the Queen Mary in Long Beach. And we were sitting there, and we were in the – and if you've ever heard the stories um, of someone being murdered in the, in the swimming pool area, mm-hmm. a woman yeah. was murdered. Um, I don't know that there's really any evidence of that being truthful. Um, but we were in the locker room of there and it was, a a kind of a semi-public investigation with, with a small group of people. There's probably five of us there and, uh, out of nowhere while we're sitting in there and we have it recorded, but it's very faint. Um, you, you just hear this blood curdling scream from a, I mean, it's a female's voice and it went on for probably 30, 40 seconds. And I mean, it, I, if I would have read in the long beach paper the next day that somebody got killed on the queen Mary, I would not have been surprised. That's, um, that's just how, that's just how long it lasted and just how real it sounded. Yeah. Um, and the guy that the guide that was with us, he walked all around and couldn't find any, any evidence of where in the hell that came from. Yeah. Um, but that, that was probably one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. Honestly. Wow. <laughs> Man, while you're talking about the queen Mary, I got to tell you this really cool story. Uh, here we go. Well, <laughs> this wasn't even me. This was from somebody else. So I work with a girl, uh, her and her mom both work. I work at a car dealership and her and her mom both work there. Well, she, just graduated high school. So this was last year for a summer trip, her and some of her girlfriends had went to California and, uh, did the queen Mary. And so they're walking through there, you know, looking, uh, you know, like following a tour or something and, uh, looking around, well, they ended up walking off into this other room and there was a guy in there looking around at stuff. And he starts talking to these girls and telling them different you know, things about the Queen Mary and how, how this worked and how, you know, how the ship actually operated and stuff. And they talked to this guy for, I don't know, she said about five minutes or so, you know, and, and, uh, they ended up walking off and he stayed in that room. And, uh, as they're walking out, apparently I've never been there, but apparently there's a point where they show you, like, there's a bunch of pictures of people that are like, that were on the ship or whatever and uh, all mm-hmm. this different stuff. The guy that was talking to them in this room was in one of these pictures. And this picture was from like the twenties or the thirties or something like that. Mm. Very, very trippy. Cause she was like, I swear to God, that was the same guy we were just talking to. So they asked somebody <laughs> who this guy was you know, in the picture and they had told her, Oh, he was one of the crew members that, you know, worked on the ship, you know, back in the twenties or the thirties or whatever, Uh, you know, it's been gone for years. And she's like, you don't have somebody here. That's like a tour guide that looks similar to this guy. And they're like, no, we only have the one tour guide here tonight. Very, very trippy story. Did that that crew member get fired for murdering someone in a swimming pool? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) See, I've never had, uh, I have seen for sure a lot of like uh, black shadows, as they say. Oh, yeah. Um, Peepers. I have seen um, like some, some, 
I have seen ghosts. I have seen like shit. That I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then they're not there. Um, now I've never talked to anybody like that. However, I have, and I'm wondering what you guys think about this. You're dreaming when you're asleep, your brain produces DMT. That's what makes you dream. It's part of what makes you dream. You know, it's all that stuff. Um, I have had conversations with people who have passed away fairly recent to the time they passed, like a day or two after they've passed away in my dreams that like, you know, I woke up crying one time at a friend of mine who was a year younger than me and he had passed away. Um, I had known him my whole life uh, and he, he passed away. And two days later he came to me in a dream straight up, had a conversation with me, dude, hugged me. I felt that told me, love me all this shit. And I woke up and my wife woke up next to me. She's like, what's going on? I was fucking had tears in my eyes and I, didn't even know I was crying. I just woke up and I felt myself. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Um, what is your thoughts on that? Um, cause for me personally, like I said, I believe in dimensions and I believe there's different levels of beings that can communicate with you somehow, you know, but there also are people that you know that you have committed for me anyway, that I've communicated with after they've died. I a hundred percent know I have. What's your outlook on that? Have you ever, or has anything like that ever happened to you? I personally haven't had anything like that happen to me. You, you're describing if you if you 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 guys ever heard of Peter Fennick or Scott yes Fennick? Yeah. yes he he's a neuroscience scientist never believed in it and then he started getting um, patients talking about NDEs near death experiences. Now he spent most of his life studying this stuff and. What you just described is one of the stages of death or dying in that you will get the, every story there are visitations from the recently dead or even sometimes soon to be dead. And that's exactly what you just described. Now, personally, I've never experienced it, but, um, you know, if you look <laughs> at um, Dr. Fennick's work, you've just described almost to the T. The other weird thing in his work, and, and it's been documented, the old story about the clock stop when somebody dies, uh-huh. that's, yeah. that's recorded. It does happen. So, you know, who knows? But- that energy, but yeah, man, and it's just, it's just really weird to me um, because like I'm super open to things, but I'm also very conscious and very aware of what life is and what's real, what's not to me or whatever. So I don't believe everybody when they tell me shit. I'm like, I could tell when someone's just fucking feeding me a lot of shit. You know, they keep going with it. <laughs> yeah. They oh, yeah. keep going with it. And they're like, it's kind of how these guys feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you. No, I'm, no, not at all. I'm 100%. I'm 100%. You know, I'm just who, who I am. That's why a lot of people yeah. fucking call me an asshole. Cause I don't fucking, I got, I hold nothing back. I tell you what's real and what's not and all that bullshit. But like, it's just really crazy to me to think about like um, how that's all connected. Some fucking how it's connected. That's why I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid to die. The only thing I'm afraid of dying is leaving my two little boys without a dad. That's it. That's the only thing that bothers me about passing away. You know, yeah. uh, if I can live to where they're older and they're good, and I can make them good men. I'm fucking great. I'm not afraid to go to the other side or whatever it may be. Um, but like, living longer. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Everybody kind of wants to live longer, but we kind of get it wrong because if I live longer, 
I'm going to be in like an 85-year-old man's body and I can't do shit. So the reason <laughs> yeah. I want to live longer, I can't do anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like to me, that connection, I, there's a connection there somewhere. Um, now it all, where it all intertwines is, is the fucking brain, man. The human brain is so complex and fucking crazy that, and it's like a ball of energy. That's basically yeah. what your brain is, a ball of electricity and energy. And it's like, so my question to, to, to you guys is, do you think that that's, a legit thing or do you think that's just your mind producing these chemicals and doing this shit? I think that can be honestly, I think it goes both ways really. Um, that's how I feel. Kind of like Ryan. I mean, it's, it's that's <laughs> a tough question. I mean, how much do you open your, <laughs> I just thought that. Switch hitter. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, how much do you open yourself up to, and will you, in a way, validate yourself or create that and, and make it happen mm -hmm. for your own personal experience? Because we're all living our own personal experiences. So yep. yeah. are we creating what we believe? You know, you have your truths. I have mine. How far does that go? Yeah. This is why I love, I, I've taken philosophy course just because it's called the hardest problem in science. Does consciousness survive? You know, is, is consciousness a product of the brain? Or is it separate from the brain? Yeah, it's yeah. the hardest yeah. thing because, and that's another reason I like go looking for ghosts. Because if I actually see a ghost, and if, even if I can't, if I can absolutely prove it to myself, um, then I know the consciousness is not part of the brain, you know. And then maybe we do live on after we're dead. Um, yeah. The 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 thing being is so in philosophy, if you, if you do, you know, I, I take like um, the Great Courses Plus. I got subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. Awesome stuff on there. And then on the flip side of that, um, there's a guy called uh, Chris French, mm -hmm. and he does uh, animalistic psychiatry. I think it's called psychology. Psychology. Yeah. So basically, he goes and does experiments, and how much of our what we think is everything that we think is anomalous and paranormal, why we think that way. And he's open-minded, but, but for example, dousing, he took all these people that can do dousing and he's put things in containers with the lid shut and see how many of them can find what they say they can find. And sadly, none of them. <laughs> but the thing is, what's interesting to him is when he pulls them out and says that they didn't find anything, where he's really interested in is their excuses why they couldn't find it. It's not that they could find it or not. It's why they believe that they can douse, even though it's been plainly shown that they can't. You right. see? So to me, that's interesting because when I, and the hardest thing for me is if I go to conferences and people talk to me and tell me things, <laughs> I can't stop myself analyzing the person. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know what's, say, why do you believe that? You that's know? what, and that's what I was saying. Like when you have your bullshit meter on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what's crazy, just real quick, well, it was funny because you talked about dowsing rods. They use those. We live out in, kind of out in the country, and I've been, I deliver out in the country for my job and stuff, but they use dowsing rods to find water lines and shit. I've watched yeah. them do it myself out here. Yeah. So like, what would be a fun thing for you guys on a podcast? Get your camera out, get, uh, you know, whatever, big, big enough containers, mm -hmm. get like 15 of them. 
in one of them put a jar of water and see if they can find it. Really? Yeah, I mean, that would be no cool. harm in it. If they can do it, they'll find it. <laughs> Yeah. That would be cool, considering my brother-in-law just bought me a set of dowsing rods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I pulled them out of the box, and I went, <laughs> and that's all I <laughs> The only thing I've been able to find with mine is magnets. That's the only yeah. thing I can find. Okay. <laughs> they may not be using that to find water, then they might be using it to find, like, certain rocks that have a certain, you know, that yeah, they're going to be digging yeah. through or whatever, maybe. They have, like, a magnetic maybe that but i promise you i have seen them using them i'm like what the i'm like is that motherfucker using dowsing rods out there and sure as fuck he was i was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) but uh so yeah i mean when it comes to that uh it's um the personal uh, that's what we talk about constantly on Mm -hmm. here when it comes to paranormal is that everything is very personal um the you know it if you feel it other than that Everyone can have a reason to disbelieve or believe something, but until you feel it and you get that own personal feeling on things, then, you know, something is there. Yeah. And I will tell you, like, I, I've, I personally have talked to people in, but it's always been in a, in a fucking dream state, you know? Um, I have never talked to anyone while I was awake. Now, then they say, well, well, how you know you're not awake when you're dreaming or dreaming when you're awake? It's, you know, it's all, what, what yeah. is it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's. Well, and I want to bring something up that John was talking about earlier with the near-death experiences and stuff. Uh, I'll just tell you a, a really shortened version of a weird, weird uh, thing that happened to us as a family. 20 minutes later. Uh, yeah, that's a long <laughs> thing, about two hours. So, uh my brother-in-law uh passed away at a very young age uh he was the only man that my sister ever loved they got married right out of high school were married for 26 years and he ended up passing away at the age of uh 44 and uh so it's really bizarre uh so my sister of course she's all distraught trying to figure it out now he was retired military she knew he wanted to be buried at jefferson barracks so she contacts Jefferson Barracks and come find out he had already set up his funeral. He had done that two weeks prior. Uh, and there was nothing. This guy was in perfect health. I mean, I, I say perfect health. He had had some knee operations and stuff, but wasn't in bad health at all. Um, but uh, so as they're getting ready for the funeral, you know, so if that was not enough, as they're getting, getting ready for the funeral, uh, she's trying to figure out what to bury him in, uh, get in the closet and there's a brand new suit hanging there that he had just bought a few days ago. So that took care of itself. Well, he was really big into fish and my sister doesn't know how to do my, my sister's a very smart woman. She just doesn't know how to do like household things, like take care of the house or take care of the fish. Uh, so here she is. She's like trying to figure out how am I going to take care of this huge elaborate fish tank? So we're all up there the morning of the funeral. We wake up that morning, walk out into the living room. All the fish are dead in the tank. Every one of them. Uh, It was just one weird occurrence after another that all right around his death. And like a month after he died, they had a big swimming pool in the backyard. And she was trying to figure out how she was going to close that swimming pool. Next week, the backyard flooded, took the swimming pool out gone (laughs) 
Now, you, you talk about something, you know, a bunch of strange occurrences happening right after the death of someone, you know, I mean, that's pretty, pretty weird coincidences going on there. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. that's, that's it. once again, me being me, the line I take is, you know, um, how good are we really at figuring out odds? And, you know, studies say, and I keep, I'm not, see, people say, oh, you're just a skeptic. I'm not, I'm very open-minded, but I also have to try and ground myself mm -hmm. and go, well, let, let's, let's roll this back. We know, we know where we think it's headed. Let's roll it back and see, look at the details again and, and things like that. So, you know, I, I'm not saying things aren't paranormal, but, right. you know, right. I'm also looking at what are the odds of it being paranormal versus the odds of it being a coincidence. Yeah. The odds of it being a coincidence win. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not discounting your story. Oh, no, no, no. And, and that's just, the whole, that's the whole thing about my story is, is all the, all of these are, are strange coincidences. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that they're necessarily paranormal. It's just really bizarre that all of those things just fell into line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. at that when time. you have enough correlations, yeah. like how can you ignore it? Something. Right, you know, now the the fish. Okay, so he had he had been dead for about a week before he was buried. Eh, okay, maybe the fish weren't being taken care of the way they were supposed. I I don't know. I don't I don't know sure. anything about fish, you know. But it just well, weird that they all died at the same time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, um, and I, and when I say all, there there were maybe five or six fish in this big tank, you know. Sure. But something happened that killed them all. You know, but on the other hand, I mean, you know, did it did it set her mind at ease at all? Well, yeah, except for me having to scramble to try and take this fish tank down before her two young children woke up that morning. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was like, oh my god, we got to get this thing out of here before the kids see all the dead fish. Where, you know, where the fish go? They're, they're all happy and springing around in a fish farm somewhere. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The old, we, we took them to the farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're out in that swimming pool. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, that's gone too. Oh, well, it, you know what's what's it, it's so crazy to me that like, you know, uh, this is again how I say everything is connected. Somehow everything. It's just like with the plants on the earth. You know, there's fucking. They're all connected, man. There's trees. <laughs> Do you know that plants farm us? We don't farm plants. Well, yeah. It, it, because, that's the whole, yeah, they feed us oxygen. We die we fertilize them. They're farming yeah. us. Yeah. Well, what's crazy, <laughs> something that's cool about it, too, is just like the simple fact that, you know, there's trees that um, I can't remember where it's at and what tree it is for the life of me, but it changes the way it tastes whenever, say, there's a tree line on a hill and there's animals eating these leaves off these trees, it sends a message to the trees below it to change the way it tastes so that the animals don't eat those leaves to save the tree. Now you're just talking crazy. It's 100% real. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. No, I've never He's going to grab a book. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm serious. I, I am gonna, I am gonna look that up. Absolutely. Look that up. Hey, <laughs> you look that up, and, and if I'm bullshitting, you can send me a dick pic. <laughs> I don't have enough zoom on my phone. <laughs> I 
Let's send it. No, for real. Look it up. And if you do, if you and when you find it, send us a message. Let me know if I'm real or not. <laughs> I'm telling you. Is this the time for that? If you've got an enormous stock, <laughs> email us at horror chronicles podcast. The world's mysteries to me now. <laughs> but no, but um, it's it's just cool how everything is fucking connected to me. What what what's funny? These guys are like these are the most unprofessional fuckers we've ever talked to in our life. Hey, that's how we like to roll. Second most unprofessional. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're number one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, you know, um, it's it to me. It would just be a boring life if you went through life just thinking that there's nothing and you die and you're gone and then that's it. It's crazy to me to think that why are we here and there's no reason for us to be here except we live and we die and that's it what's the fucking point there's got to be a reason for everything to me and not only that but i don't know just more to it man like um i know it's fucking cliche and he gets tired of me hearing hearing about it from me but when you have kids the the love you have for your child and like the the it's fucking crazy the shit you would do for a kid just like recently, just like recently, I heard a story about a guy who um, had left him and his wife left their two uh, babies, I think six months old baby daughter twins with a grandparent and um, a niece to like, go out on a dinner date or whatever. The house catches fire while they're gone. They start, they pull up to the house and the the grandma and the aunt's outside and they said they couldn't get to the babies in time. The fucking dad runs inside and just because he couldn't even see, but he just knows the layout of the house. He goes in there and he gets his babies and he gets like really bad third degree burns and his baby's got a little bit of burn, but they're going to be okay. But fuck, man, he ran to a fucking house that's fully engulfed, couldn't even fucking see. And that shit just kicks in, you know? Dude, thanks for the Debbie yeah. Downer story. I think it's a badass story. <laughs> that's fucking... No, actually, it, 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 Here's the thing. So on the flip side of your um, why are we here you know, point of view, mm-hmm. now if we take that cold hard science point, uh, why are we here, we're here to pass on our DNA and then protect our DNA once we've created the next generation of DNA. Yeah. So running into the house and saving your, your DNA is what we're hardwired to do. So, I believe, I believe now, I, and I'm not, what I'm saying is they're both, you know, two sides of the coin. So you've got um, cold hard science has no spirituality, no, you know, no religion, no nothing. They're like, okay, we're biological machines. Our whole purpose on the life is to pass on our DNA to the next generation and they do the same thing. And then, you know, and, and so, you know, I... That's survival. <laughs> I hate that idea. I ain't gonna lie. I hate that idea. And one of the reasons I go look for ghosts, because if I can find enough proof for me in my own mind that there are ghosts, then then there is something else, and I'm good with that. But yeah. if, if yeah. you look at it logically cold hard, it, yeah, it's a dismal prospect. But, you know, I, well, until now, we can't prove anything else. Some people, some people don't want to have children, too. So that's another thing, too. There's a lot of people who don't care to have children and won't have children. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, but that's my whole aspect on things. Um, I actually, you know, I'm with you on that as far as the two sides of a coin, you know, mm-hmm. you have science and we, he's a science guy and I'm more of a, uh, I don't know what you would call me. Fucking, I'm out. I there. know what I can call you. But. I've, been, <laughs> I've been called everything except my fucking name. We'll put that. <laughs> uh, but um, no, you know, 
I like to think of it as just there's man. And that's probably why I'm happy in life because I'm like, there's gotta be more to it. The, the, the feeling I have, you know, of being a parent, I know it's fucking boring to some people, but it, it just is. That's just the way it is, man. Um, I can't sleep when my kids are sick or if my kids uncomfortable. It's hard for me to be like, it's weird. So I think there's a higher connection there. Um, however, I do think that some people have that thing that you have to reproduce. That's what you're supposed to do, you know, but clearly in 2021, we know that a lot of people don't think that you have to <laughs> reproduce. You can do whatever you want. But, uh, some, some people also think that they should reproduce more than they should. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But, uh, but, you know, um, it's just really cool, man. I'm glad that you guys came on. This has been a badass conversation, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. But do you guys want to show some of your stuff? Uh, sure. Maybe that's what's for sale already or even stuff that you're, you know, you got there that not well, for sale I mean, yet? I've got, I've got this. It's not live yet to buy. Um, it's phantomsciencelabs.com. Um, you can see uh, a couple of things, and, and we're still working on it. I, our problem is, is that um, we all work. So once we put these things so people can buy them, the problem is then you have to make them. Produce what do you them, yeah. you get 100 orders? You know, yeah. like, oh my God, yeah. what are we going to do? Yeah. And we don't make much on them. I mean, the, 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 the lab itself is expensive, but that's just because it takes us about 10 hours of labor to put it together, and the parts are kind of expensive. So, yeah. you know, we don't make that much where we could say, hey, we, we're starting to sell these. Let's quit our job. That's never going to happen. So... Um, and then uh, the other place, we're, we're on uh, uh, phantomscience.net. Um, that's where we just do our general overview of stuff. So, um, and then I also wrote a book called Leaps of Faith about oh, objectivity in ghost hunting. So, um, nice. you know, if people are interested, they can, they can look at that. And there's a ton of videos and, and how yeah. they're used. And the, the experiences that we told you about earlier, some of them we've got on tape and in recording. Mm -hmm. oh, awesome. Like the awesome. Edinburgh one, we were very lucky to have a camera going during the Edinburgh one. That was yeah, great. that's the. It, I, it was just a quick handy cam thing, yeah. so it's all crappy and shaky. That's the other thing. Yeah. People say, "Why is there never any good photos of ghosts?" It's like, well, because you're never sure when it's going to happen. You just so grab the camera. You can be rest so. assured when there's a crystal clear photo of this ghost. Yeah. Something yeah, fucked up, but when there's some fucking oh shit yeah. moment, that's yeah. probably fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the Leaps of Faith book, there is there's a photo we took in infrared. We didn't see it real time because it was pitch black, but we had a uh, I had a camera going. I was just snapping away in infrared, and there is this massive shadow in the middle of the corridor, and it's like it doesn't follow any contours of the walls, anything. It's like yeah. Well, I looked to that and like, what yeah. the fuck is that? He, he actually <laughs> analyzed the photo to yeah. see where light reflections light were coming from in every angle, like 19 <laughs> different angles. And there was only one infrared, one yes. coming straight from the camera. So, you know, I'm looking at, okay, reflections and everything. It was, it was in the middle of the corridor, just on some stairs, and it did not follow the contours of the wall. It was just like this weird freaking shadow shape in the middle. So I was yeah, like, yeah. That, you got to do it, cool. man. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't explain what that is. So <laughs> that's we don't awesome. we don't get a lot of that stuff. Like some of the other people we know that see shadows all the time and stuff. We don't see a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. We get a lot of subtle stuff like the doors closing or noises or EVPs, you know. Not I think I think a lot of people start off, you know, 
with the good intentions and are really deep into it. You know, like we, everyone makes fun of Zach Baggins. I actually, you know, I find it entertaining for myself. Just if I want to get away from all the fucking bullshit in the world, I can watch some shit and just get entertained by it. But, you know, I, I believe that deep down he really fucking loves that shit. It's just once once money gets involved, it changes some people sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, absolutely. They're, they're creating entertainment. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah look what happened to Ghost Hunters. Yeah. yeah. You know, you think they've got producers of the show that look at it and yeah. say, there's not enough happening, we need something to happen. So then all of a sudden, yeah. something scripted will happen. I mean, just to, you know, because we've been on investigations where nothing's happened. Yeah. Anyone who's done this on their own, you know, you get ones where nothing happens. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 All the time. <laughs> More than often, it's all the time. But, you know, this has been a freaking awesome conversation, yeah, guys. Definitely, man. I've had a blast. You know, um, yeah. yeah, we've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been nice. If any of you guys ever want to come back on the show, you know, just hit us up in our email and shit, and we'll like talk about your book or talk about whatever. You guys want to tell some stories and shit. I don't yeah. know if any of you guys are in anything else, you know, like aliens or freaking cryptids or anything like that. We talk yeah. about all that shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. And that's what cracks me up too. Uh, just real quick, you mentioned that thing about uh, grainy photos and shit like that. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day. They're like, how come no one's ever got good photos of these aliens when they're in these fire? I'm like, they're doing like six to 700 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> what do you, and I'm like, what do you think you're going to catch at that speed? You know what I'm saying? Well, how come we, we, actually, we actually saw one? Me and Nico saw one at yeah. uh, Buxton. Uh, mm -hmm. Buxton is like a ghost town in Iowa. Uh -huh. Foundations left. And we were standing there, and it's in the middle of nowhere. So there's no, there's very little light pollution. And we were looking up, and you could see this thing. It was a white dot, and it was really high, and it was moving really fast. Yeah. And, we're like, oh, and I'm like, as, as, yeah. that's a satellite. Look at that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it changed direction. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, hey, look at it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so if you guys ever just want to come on and bullshit about that. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Is there any uh, websites or any kind of info you guys want to get out there? Um, yeah, for everybody? so it's uh, fandomscience.net is, is our, you know, catch-all website. Um, the store will be phantomsciencelabs.com. Um, so, you know, between those two, we're on, we're on Facebook, although honestly we haven't done much lately on Facebook. Uh, like I say, real, real life gets in the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, we also we stopped doing it, but we also used to have a podcast on uh, on Spreaker where we discuss things like demons and shadow people. And, man, uh, if you guys ever want to yeah, come man, on, you guys you need to come on here back on the show. Talk we'll about we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah. No, whenever you want to have <laughs> yeah, us, just reach out. And say, you know, we, we got a day open. You know, um, we'll talk. We'll talk about that after we're done recording, real quick. Yeah, that's right. Right. perfect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, um, anything else you wanted to shout out there? Um, anyone else Granger house in marion iowa anybody wants to investigate it um it's yeah look us up yeah what's it the granger house oh. uh yeah something i don't know look the granger house up on <laughs> facebook <laughs> like i'm just you'll find it <laughs> right on man just google that shit damn it you're right <laughs> Who is your friend? That's, that's right. <laughs> that's where we tested a lot of these ideas for the first time. Yeah. All yeah. of our new developed equipment. We were like, let's try it out there. We've had some weird shit at the Grange House, too. <laughs> some stuff we can't talk about on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't, Are you kidding? I can talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, you talk about whatever in here.
But anyway, <laughs> guys, uh, that's going to be the podcast, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We sure hell did. Um, poor fam, we love you guys. Um, as always, you know, you guys are awesome. Anyways, guys, that's it. But more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy.